Good evening, everyone. You've tuned into Radiance by Design. I'm Veronica Entwistle. I'm an intuitive and energy counselor, and I used to run a show on BBS called Radiance by Design, and I've kind of reactivated it because with the coronavirus and all, I wanted to be able to talk to you and find out how you're doing and how you're empowering yourself through this or what are you clearing through this or what are your interpretations through this coronavirus? My gosh, it's a global pandemic. Is it hard to imagine that it's global, that whether you're in Inuvik or Australia or France or wherever, people are dealing with the lockdown and this whole uh, almost unfathomable concept of a billion people in lockdown in India, for starters. But what is happening is, uh, as an intuitive, I just keep thinking, as many of you have said, some version of this, that it's like a massive reset. Humans have taken over the planet, and we've had every, every kind of distraction you could imagine, or maybe not every, but close, (laughs) And we've had distractions like mad, and we've had successes like mad, and uh, it's just gone on and on, and we kind of destroyed Mother Earth in a way, and she can recalibrate and so on. But all of a sudden, there's a virus, and it's making everyone very wary. You and I could catch it in a heartbeat, pass it on in a heartbeat, and it can really drop humanity a, a whole lot. It's just remarkable. And I think of it as kind of language that Mother Earth is talking to us or uh, human consciousness is standing up and saying, no, we can't live like this anymore. Or um, I guess I keep finding uh, a very interesting kind of thing of like, we all or a lot of people in different cultures on this planet have kind of geared themselves up to be successful, to make a lot of money, or to do wonderful businesses, or some people are very altruistic, some people are here to be very destructive, some people are very dominant, and so on. But oftentimes, we aren't looking after one another and looking after the trees and flowers. We're, we're just not caretaking. We're, um, it just seems like we're living on the planet but we are not a part of the product of the planet or something. I kind of think that, and my guides are saying, you know, that there's a personal empowerment that needs to come up of us being in sync with or really understanding that we're alive, that we're a part of a species that is, what would we say? We're alive and we could be in tune with the air. We could be in tune with the breezes. We could be in tune with the trees. More and more people are talking about how trees communicate. They look after each other. They have, um, this is just one example, and they have uh, family bonding and so on. And we've been kind of uh, ignoring some of these beautiful connections that could go on through every kind of species on our planet. We kind of um, adhere to success being to do with money, not with uh, being alive and well and really knowing your pulse, your own special. I guess as an intuitive, I often think you're the only one in the universe that's you. And I'm the only one in the universe that's me. And how many of us actually 
are in resonance with ourselves to be the only one that's you or the only one that's me. That means we all have a job. Doesn't To me, it does. It means that we all have a job to do. We all have a perspective to bring forward. We all have our um, special gifts to uh, exhume, to use through our body-mind. And then I laugh. I go, well, you know, a lot of times a word like success it really what it means is that i have achieved for example a secure job maybe a corporate job or whether or not it's a corporate job but i've gotten my for example education and i have a secure job and i will be secure until i'm 90 years old and leave the planet or something like that that's called success in a lot of ways and i'm going huh i wonder if that really is success so tonight, I want you to call in. Let me see. i got to get this number right. It's been a while since I used it. I'd love you to call in 888-710-8061. And I'll tell you what I'd like us to do is I'd like to share kind of an exercise of us designing or seeing what kind of designs we've taken on in order to posture in a successful fashion. Or how have you designed yourself? How have I designed myself? And I'd like us all to um, make a list. If you've got a pen and paper handy, it would help as well. Make a list of all the ways you're described in the world, you know. Um, And I think that would be kind of interesting to talk about. And then what we're going to do is build that list and build that list, maybe talk about it a bit, and then we're going to command total release of it. We're going to see if we can drop off it as if we've got a bunch of uh, feathers stuck to our skin and we're knocking them off at the end. Maybe we should have been birds, huh? So I want to give you the numbers again. And what I'd love you to do is phone in and tell me what you think of the coronavirus what do you think is the massive influence it's having when all of humanity is facing the same challenge at one time i mean that's really quite a mammoth uh, occurrence isn't it the other thing is if you want you can ask a personal question i can read into you and see what's going on in your world maybe help you out of something that you're vague about with yourself learn something about your gifts and uh, maybe something about the way your family constellation's going, or how is your health? So again, my name is Veronica Entwistle. Oh, and by the way, I have another show on BBS Radio called Paradigm Shifters. And what it is is uh, discussions with and interviews with people who are really making a difference on the planet these days. And I have well over, well, probably 500 podcasts in iTunes, in Stitcher, in veronicaentwistle.com, which is my website, and uh, Spotify. And we're we're putting some more up in different places. Plus, I have a lot of little YouTubes up if anybody's interested in looking at that. But tonight, I want to talk to you here on Radiance by Design about who, who you really are and how you can take charge of being in alignment with, in harmony with, and in the production of your uh, personal success, the success it takes for you to express your soul's journey, not the way you think that the status quo wants it, but your soul's journey. 
Again, I'm Veronica Antwistle, and I'm an intuitive. And I sure hope you're going to call in. Please do call in. Otherwise, for those of you who are listening, let's take a minute and take a look at yourself. Take a look at how you're living. Take a look at your lineage. Yeah. And how do you fit in to the social structure wherever you live? Okay. Are you a success? Are you climbing up the rock pile, meaning you want to become a success, but you don't feel like you're there yet? Uh, Do you feel a burning passion to do something? So when we look at how we're identified, we look at it as saying, oh, I'm a doctor. When we were kids, we used to say that a doctor, a lawyer, an Indian chief, right? So whatever it is, you, whatever category you fit into, just make a list you know, I, I'm a doctor, I'm a nurse, I personally am an intuitive. Um, are you single? Are you married? Are you um, a sister or a brother? Are you a mother? Are you a grandmother? Put all these things down. Yeah, a teacher, school teacher. Are you a spiritual being? How does the world see you? These are all labels. And as you keep listing these labels, right? They're basically, now keep doing it. I see a couple of you trying to do that there. Yeah. And as you do that, what happens is your identity, which is how the world sees you, really starts to show up, right? So you fit into a middle class. You fit into a deprived class. You fit into a wealthy class. You fit into a, where it's where you fit in that the social structure sets you in just nicely. And I have found through time, when we look at that, and I work with a lot of different clients in different countries and so on, and I find when we look at things like that, what happens is people realize that what, what their, um, how the society looks at us and how the society sees us isn't necessarily who we really are. So I'm saying to you, keep making your list. And in a few minutes, what we're going to do is step out of our list, okay? Your list is a little like, um, I remember thinking years ago, it'd be fun to have a hat shop. Because if you're really interested in people being well and mental health and so on, you think about putting on a hat, it really has quite a bit to do with putting on a stance, putting on an attitude, putting on a sense of uh, old beauty or a sense of uh, uh, either chic or, uh, you know, a guy with a, uh, in the old days, they wore a hat that represented being a good businessman, or you wear a peaked cap or a cap or a baseball cap to be a kind of an all-round sporty person or whatever. So it used to be kind of fun to imagine having a hat shop. And in that, people who had mental health problems would come in and try on hats to see what helped them posture in a way. And these were not very severe mental health problems. It was just a way of saying, if I put this hat on, I can posture this way and I can be more grand in my own imagery. It's just being playful with that. But I think often that a lot of the labels that we apply to ourselves in terms of our success are a little like hats we put on. See, they're not really who we are. Now, they can be, right? Um, It can be who you are. 
But sometimes it helps a lot to go in there and notice within yourself, like what it really is. So again, let's keep writing that list. Mm -hmm. You might even want to write down something about your age, because we could say I'm a senior, I'm a millennial, I'm a uh, whatever you pick. I'm single, I'm married, Um, on it goes. Okay. Oh, yeah. And here's one about I'm educated or I'm not. And what does educated mean? Sometimes you're more, in quotes, successful if your education is um, like of a really good school. But some people are more educated who are self-taught, right? So just the edu- the word educated is a really helpful little bit of a label. So I want you to take a look at all the labels that you've written down. And the other thing the guides have prompted me to say, write down beside it what success is. Okay. What is success for you? And what labels do you need to have earned? What stripes? We'll look at them as stripes as if you're in the services. What stripes have you achieved in order to create what we would call success? Or what stripes do you think you'd have to... um, achieve in order to be what you would call a success. Mm -hmm. So we hear, you know, I keep referring to the coronavirus because it's real. But here we have a virus that's taking over the potential of health all over the world. And we know a lot of people will live through it, but, you know, some people won't. But it's the worldwide thing. And then it really strips us, doesn't it, about whether, whether you're rich or poor or whether you're very successful at your work or you're not, all of those things, those labels are stripped by something as vehement and as prevalent as an illness that is a contagious illness. It's really interesting. It's a great leveler. And from my perspective as an intuitive, I'm going, that process of having a great leveler sweep through the world is a process of teaching us to look inside ourselves to see who we really are and not be posturing according to our labels. So let me pick on some people out there. Okay. Um, I'm seeing a woman here who loves to wear hats. I love your hat. Actually, I'm looking at this hat that's got a big feather on it, and it's kind of uh, fuzzy. And you're a real character. You're also really pretty. And when you wear your hats, you feel really quite elegant. Maybe you haven't got it on this minute, but as we do this listing, I see that you're thinking about it. It's really fun. And I'm going, yeah, and if you walked into a room, you would have an awful lot of attention for being um, elegant and a trendsetter. And that's wonderful. Okay, so now we're asking you to drop the hat and drop the trendsetter. And just just to ask you to go inside, and if you were not um, really pretty, right? It's not if you're really pretty, it's a wonderful thing, but that doesn't mean that's how you feel inside. So I'm asking this wonderful, beautiful lady, and you are very beautiful. And now I'm going to step over here to this other person, so I'll have more than one of you on the show at the same time. And over here, I have one who's a. Um, Oh, I've got a lot of beautiful people up here, for heaven's sakes. But anyway, I've got one over here who's younger, and she is quite um, very dynamic. And she's also really, really a good speaker. 
but she's quite insecure and wants to push people away. So I see these uh, attributes. People are jealous of her and people are amazed at who she is. But inside, if we drop off the amazed at who she is, that she's an amazing speaker and she's really strong looking and, oh, my gosh, she's accomplishing a lot as a young person. And then we drop those labels. And who's inside is this incredibly gentle and um, sweet and slightly uh, insecure or kind of nervous person. And uh, people would never guess. Now, the only reason it's very important to know that is that the person inside needs to have some nurturing and some attention. She needs to feel comfortable when she goes out and meets people so so that people can really know who she is. You see what I mean? I've met a lot of people who have uh, a certain degree of fame and they might um, judge themselves because they know that they're not who people treat them as. They know that they're not always inside and out a huge success. They are um, maybe timid, shy, uh, maybe neurotic, maybe they have nightmares uh, a lot, maybe they can't get along. You know, there's a lot of things that go on in behind the labels that we are. And my in my work, my guides always love it if we go in there and we dig around and we find out more about what's inside of us that stops us. And, and what, what, what brings up that young lady's insecurity and this other lady's bravado. She, she is so cute. I, I just love both of these women. How they appear is fun and lively and certainly entertaining for people. But in both cases, they are very, very different inside than they are outside. And in both cases, even though they seem, oh, full of aplomb and really raring to go, they're both kind of introverted when they're at home. They're a bit shy. They're, uh, they're not that confident in how they look or feel. They have to put on their costume and their aplomb in order to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying uh, one of the things that when we die, because we do die apparently, uh, one of the things we take with us is what of our real selves we found. Now, in both cases, and I've got two women here, and I will do some men in a minute. But in both cases, these people are being pushed to do something really uniquely creative. The second person who's young and is a great speaker, she has some kind of, um, uh, I can see it in her. She's got a gift in there that is pushing her and pushing her away from, it's funny, she's being pushed away from what it is. Um, how can I put that? She's being pushed away from what she seems to be because there is a refinement of the way she speaks that is creating a kind of a, um, a new technology in, um, um, I would say, in a kind of a healing technology. There's something about helping people become very creative in who they really are. And it's going to be funny because she's going to launch. This is futuristic stuff. And you can make me wrong by saying, oh, I'm not doing that. And then making sure you don't do it. But at this, at this level, it appears that she is going to launch a whole different kind of therapy using 
uh, oh, the therapy is to help people become who they really are, okay? And what she's using is, is the way she speaks and the way she postures or something. She's going, she's going to have an incredible ability to watch people and how they speak and help them learn to readjust their posture and so on so that they are freer to be the truth of who they are. So she's going to take that learning curve that when she steps out of the labels that she is, she is going to take a learning curve in both hands or the hands of her heart and mind, and she's going to move it through the society and help other people to become who they really are. Because what's really funny is quite often we aim to do the very thing that we're missing inside because we're aching for it. And there's a drive on that. Now there's an, and a lot of people, I want to go to my lady with the neat hat on here. She's really fun, but she reminds me, she's not that extreme, but she reminds me of several movie stars who have a certain kind of, um, Strength of character, they're fun and funny, and you just can't resist looking at them. Oh, my gosh, because they're um, electric, right? They're charismatic and electric. She's got a lot of that. And uh, and what I see inside of her is um, a kind of a heartache. She's sort of covering that up. Uh, and a lot of people who are like that, and they've got all kinds of charisma and they get a lot of attention, they do the really intense drugs drugs and alcohol. I think of like Liza Minnelli or um, Carrie Fisher or some of these people. And I I go, or maybe even Elvis Presley. I don't know. But deep down inside, they have this sort of aching, um, like a chasm inside. And they're trying really hard to put it together. And my interest is in how um, when we're separated from who we really are and how we feel, how hard it is to be a human being and keep going. And my cheeky little Gemini self goes, seems like success is some way of really going in and meeting ourselves coming. I think that's an old cliche. Got to meet yourself coming someday. But anyway, as you go in there and really meet yourself, it's really interesting what will happen. If you can help as like our first person, this younger one, cultivated a way of helping others discover the very thing she needs to discover in herself. That's going to protect her from uh, bombing out in addictions and into leaving quite a bit of uh, productivity in the world around her. Whereas this other woman is a little bit in danger because inside of herself, if she's not getting the external attention a certain way, there's a kind of an empty, a void inside of her in a way. And if she does not drop off what appears to be success, if she does not drop off some of those external things, then what happens is she just keeps being busy beyond that hole that's inside of her. You know what I mean? Have you ever had a big loss and you've got this ache inside? Well, I think a lot of people have a big missing ache inside of them. And um, because in the world of success and the world of money, and certainly in this country, money is the big deal, not just this country, other countries as well. And there's a lot of people feel deficient. So I'm just uh, saying to all of you, 
make lists of what your um, how would people describe you? You know, I think it's a really interesting thing and see if you could make a list of the descriptions that come from you and then look at yourself and see, go inside yourself and go, huh, how much of that is really me, eh? Ask yourself a question like this. Uh, Ramana Maharshi is a very famous uh, guru teacher, master teacher, and his major mantra was, who am I? Who am I? Because if we sit in and we use that as a mantra, it's pretty amazing. When I started to do it some years ago, it was amazing. It's like a whole bunch of funny little quirks fall off. Like It, it seems to knock a bunch of um, concepts and ideas from my inside where I've been hiding into uh, something. It makes sort of sense of itself if that makes sense at all. So um, anyway, I want, um, I'm kind of muttering about this because I want all of us to be able to, not all of us, not all of us want to do this. But as we do this coronavirus thing, and I believe it's a reset, and I believe our integrity is on a conjoint level is going to meet at a higher level than it has so far, meaning integrity on a group consciousness level hasn't been a huge advertised (laughs) goal in a lot of our societies. But I think the way this threat is global is pushing us to examine some deeper questions about ourselves, And I'm really willing to do that like a lot of you are. So I'd really like you to call in and say what you think. You can say you don't agree with me. I don't need you to agree with me. Well, sometimes I do. But that's part of my identity that I need to knock off, right? (laughs) Why don't you call in, 888-710-8061. Again, 888-710-8061. And again, I'm Veronica Entwistle. I'm an intuitive and energy counselor, and I'd love to talk to any of you about who you are and what kind of questions you want to ask you about yourself at this time on this global pandemic and this craziness where we really don't know who we are, how we fit in the society, or how the society fits in us. And we're going to learn over the next year or two, or however long it takes, um, that we're falling back on ourselves and that we're having to come forward, maybe with more uh, chutzpah about who we really are. And I wanted to be a little bit playful tonight, to play with us all, to posture, to be who we think we are or who the world thinks we are and who we would truly, truly find ourselves being. So again, I'm doing some little readings for people that aren't actually here physically, but I'm talking about you in front of your back. Some of you might be listening, and so maybe you'll recognize yourself here. So here we go. Um, Let's pick on some boy people, some men, okay? We love men. Men have an interesting way. They're different than women. Have you ever noticed that? Men have a different way of um, concealing their vulnerabilities. And I want to say I'm seeing a man here who's quite young. He's probably in his 40s, which to me is nice and young. And he is, um, interestingly, first of all, he's very intuitive and he's very, very loving. And I think he's really rich. I'm trying to see why... um, yeah, he really dresses well anyway, okay? So he's got 
The accoutrements of success are very obvious with him. He looks great. He's handsome. He has um, absolutely impeccable taste in his clothing and posture, and he works out, so he's got a good body and all that sort of stuff. But um, it's interesting. He has a... um, he, he has a refinement from his school. You know, he, he learned a lot and he graduated with several degrees. But there's something about him, it's making me smile, that is very, very, um, let me see. And if I did all his labels, let's see how we can do this. All his labels, he looks good, he's got the education, he's handsome, he's got great clothes, he eats well, he fit, he's physically fit. People want to be around him, partly because he's very wealthy, I think, and partly because he just is so darn nice looking and so on and kind to people. But inside, he's got um, uh, a very, (laughs) this is really kind of anomalous, he's a really interesting way of being where he, um, they keep showing his body is turning pink. Now, I don't think we're saying it's a transgender kind of thing. It's it's more like this pink represents um, a really strong desire to be both spiritual and a harmonizer for people. In fact, I think in the alone of his time, this fellow worries about, um, he worries about a lot of people. And he worries about uh, the planet. He worries about... Uh, what to do to really make any difference. Now, he's the kind of person that could go through his daily routines all the time and never have to think about these things because of all the other external aspects of his life that are going to go on anyway. Um, But he has a discomfort about not having provided enough comfort for humanity or for, it's not just humanity, it's also for animals. He just has this incredible drive to want, um, and he's very gentle. So he has an incredible drive to want things to be better for life and for people. And I don't see him as being political at all. I see him as just, I just ache for the injustices, for the beauty that's ignored. He really has this incredible light. But if you saw him, and you just knew his list of, um, of uh, traits, you'd never know that about him. Unless you stopped and really looked in his eyes. And in his eyes, there's this funny little hurt. You can see that in people's eyes. So let's go back to what his soul journey is. As I look at him, and I'm going to do a reading on where he's going from here. It seems I said he's probably in his early 40s. Oh, Okay. I don't see any message. Okay. I got a click chat at the bottom. Oh, okay. In the left panel. I don't know where it is. Isn't that funny? There's one at the top. There she is. Hi. Huh. Incoming call. Hello? Hello? Hello. Hi. 
Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. My name is Sharon. Hi, Sharon. You know, forgive me because I'm having trouble managing all the details, but here you are, Sharon. Welcome. <laughs> how are you doing? I understand. Have you been I'm listening? Doing... Do, you, do you have yeah. labels? <laughs> do I have labels? Uh, so I was I was trying to be choosy and kind to myself, you know, so I was trying to pick positive ones, but then I thought, well, I need to I need to write down the the ones that um that I'm not necessarily liking that people give me too. So I'll I'll okay. do a more thorough list. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me quickly, Sharon, what do you think? Oh, yeah. well, we could talk about that in a minute, but what do you think about the coronavirus? What do you think we're here to learn? Oh, I I, I keep thinking it's about connections. Uh, the the kinds of connections we have currently on the planet. Some of it's polarizing. Some of it's very beautiful and unaffirming and uh, life life-giving. Um, I think there, so many things are a mixed bag, like um, the internet can really connect us, but it can also divide us, and it can also isolate us. If we're using the internet more, if we're out of balance from also seeing people face-to-face, in person, talking with them on the phone, hearing uh, the emotion in people's voices, it's very different from playing a game online or sharing Facebook posts or whatever. So I, I hope we're, I, I guess balance and connections are the two words that keep coming up for me. I like that. Connections. And I want to jump around on that one and say connections. When I, I just keep getting mesmerized about how many people are posting about how trees talk to each other and how yes. trees have families and how they move over so they can let in a, a family member sort of thing. Yes. Right. Have you read yeah. that? Yes, and Judy Dench had a one-hour uh, piece on on BBS or BBC. Oh. I mean, sorry. Um, oh, yeah. Yes, that. and so it was it was about trees in her backyard, and it was about trees all over the planet. And then she has a scientist come into the living room, and anyway, they talked about the different uh, organisms that live on the tree roots and talk to each other and uh, underneath, and that it's a very active, active network, and they can send each other, the trees by themselves, but in concert with these other organisms, and I don't remember now if they're fungi or, but at any event, um, that if someone's thirsty, they'll send extra water that way, so trees will literally take some of the water out of their system to send it next door to another tree that's needing it, Um they, they send signals to each other. They tell each other if there's an insect infestation. And there are things that they can do chemically to ward off insects if they know they're coming, certain kinds of wow. insects. Wow. That, yeah. That's... So if, exactly. I think if you might be right. You said, I don't know if it's fungi, because I think some of it is the mushroom world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was mind-blowing. It was on a couple months ago, and... Um, I want to get the transcript and really understand it better. The things we're learning. In her backyard. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's called Judy Dench, My Passion for Trees. I think that's the name of it. Well, I don't know if you want to stay. You're welcome to just stay on. I have uh, Lori from California who's going to come on. But I wanted to say to you, you started off by saying, would you say it was connections? And what was the other thing you said? Balance. Balance. Balance, yeah. 
because I think the connections thing, I, I am absolutely mesmerized. Have a fire, huh? Are you there, Lori? Oh, hey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Lori, I think Sharon's still on. Sharon, are you still on? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't have to hang up. This is Lori. This is Sharon. And uh, Lori would really appreciate the fact you were talking about how the trees, the connection is a really important thing as the coronavirus acts up on us, right? Yeah. Are you there, Lori? Are you going to say anything? Yeah, no, I am. Um, I am. Um, um, Sorry, Veronica. Somebody, I'm, I'm a little behind the eight ball here. Somebody had said I could call in and ask a question. Yeah, you can. Okay, and by the way, um, just so you know, you gave out the wrong number. The correct number. Are you ready? I am ready. 888-627-6008. No, 888-627-6008. Thanks, Lori. No wonder I'm not getting to make I had Sharon, and that's been exciting. So let's hear your question. Let's hear your question. Are are you hearing me okay? I'm hearing you just fine. Are you hearing me? (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm on Wi-Fi calling, so it's always hard to know. Okay. Um, During this, um, wow, what a... What a, an amazing time, right, with this oh, COVID-19 boy. shakedown. And it's in, you know, across the board in everybody's lives. I know so many people moving. Seriously, they are moving. They are uprooting and physically leaving um, where they're at currently. Wow. And, um, yeah, it's, and I'm one of those people. <laughs> and that happened because the looming economic downturn and having lost my job and mm-hmm. um, being out of work and not being able to, oh, my God, you know, it's just so many, so many things. But um, um, one of the things I'm doing with my partner is moving out to the desert for a bit just to uh, recollect ourselves and rejig ourselves and ground ourselves down. Um, I don't know how long I'll be there. I'll be there, you know, as soon as work starts firing up again, I'll be probably commuting for a bit and then basically relocating back into Los Angeles. But, yes, we had to give up our beautiful home in Laurel Canyon, which has um, been very sad. No, it's a lot. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I just wanted to know what you might see for us. Well, here um, I want to say something kind of exciting that I see yes, your, <laughs> your your plans might change, which of course they keep doing these days. But it seems like <laughs> all of, all of a sudden there's a um, picture two hands together and then they open from the wrist. You know how that goes. So there's a V yeah. shape coming up for you and it's partially going a little south from the desert and then back to LA, but it's moving. It's almost as if there's a collaborate. It is a collaboration of some sort 
One of the things my guides keep saying is that this period of time is, and one of the ways through it is innovation, innovation, and they keep pushing that word until I say, I got it, I got it, it's innovation. <laughs> and what it looks like is you are coming into a time where you're going to be in association with people. I know you're not physically because we can't do that right now, but you're going to be talking mm. to people and there's going to be some kind of network thing coming up. And it might be media. I think it's media related. I know you're in the uh, mm-hmm. the, the biz. Sound, film, sound film world, yes. Yep. But what's really interesting, Lori, is that, and also you, Sharon, I know you're there, that there, yes. the... Um, the way media has gone together is going to launch a whole big change. And there's yeah. something about um, something about you being pulled in because of two other people or several other people who are creating something. Because there's a lot of people that are very, very active and do not just give up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a little... Uh, what- yeah, one of the things I'm actually retooling my skills on the production sound mixer, but I'm actually hunkering down in the desert to learn um, some post audio programs because oh, good. for audio audio editing because of the onslaught of podcasts and the such such a huge need for post sound um, editors, and I have a background in radio, so. I'm thinking that might not be a bad direction to go in in terms of adding a skill. But um, that's interesting. Right now, it's just heavy on my mind about the relocation because this was so unexpected. Here's what the guides are saying um, to you is that they want you to relax as much as you can to let yourself mm -hmm. go through this period for the next week, week and a half. When are you leaving town? um, May 1st. Um, my partner is going out on um, April 23rd ahead to, you know, do her reprieve at a, a friend's property, and then I'm going to be going out thereafter, but uh, probably to a different location um, just for a couple weeks. So it's, you know, it's just um, it's been a lot. It's huge. It's yeah. huge. But also I see if you could find a way to, I know you're working hard to move things around, but they show you're going to have a period of like a week or two weeks of real relaxation. And they want you to just, if you can trust, just give over and try to relax. You'll know what I mean. Suddenly there's a pause and instead of rushing around, you'll be a little bit relaxed. And then boom, there's a new uh, prod, plan, project, community thing that starts coming up. And I talked about mm. that V shape, and it's um, innovative, and you belong in the innovative world. It's going to be a very different organization than the way things have gone in the past. And mm. they want you to relax because, and this is true for you too, Sharon, because things have to change in your world as well. And if you don't really relax into it, you don't get the impulses that match up. Think about the trees, right? You've got to get the impulses that match up with your intrinsic nature that's what's going to come up for you probably mm -hmm. both of you but Lori is going to be more in the uh moment you know in this moment sort of thing so, so i think it's um, the veronica so, oh just so i'm clear you thought it was 
like, see, I'm I'm heading to the high desert. Oh, so are you? That's up, to, that's up towards Pioneer Town, Joshua Tree, Landers. So when you see, you, the guide said they saw something south. Yeah. With the palms opening. Is it south? Yeah, but, but what, you will already be in the Joshua High Desert or wherever you are over there in the desert when the connections come through people. Keep your communication systems, and this is true for any of us. Keep your communication systems really strong. Because I'll tell everybody that the innovation component that's coming up, which is necessary, right, is Mm -hmm. gonna thread its way through the coronavirus and, uh, and the depleted business possibilities. The business models have to morph too, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. am. And you're a part of that, you see. But you you need to relax. Yeah. So you get going and get over to the high desert when you can. And then you really have to take a little time to relax. You have to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, your little body just is going to get frustrated. Okay. But I thank um, you. What do you. Maybe Sharon has something to say to you. Mm, okay. <laughs> Well, I liked the thing about yeah. relaxation. And Veronica, are you are you kind of talking about allowing intuition to be more available yeah. as well? Yeah, because you can't tune into what's really in the, in the world or the earth. You know, which we were talking about the trees and the earth and all that stuff. We can't tune into the flows of nature very well unless we relax, can we? That makes sense. All right. All right. Thank you for that. Thank you for calling in, Lori, and thank you for calling okay. in. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And um, okay. We'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, Goodbye. Take care. Bye. So, hey, um, Sharon. Yes. Did you do that whole label thing? Some of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got caught up in the, in other things you were talking about. So. I think it's- it's just a play. It's playful, but it's not so playful. It Sometimes it helps us reveal to ourselves what steps we really need to take, right? Yeah, I, I really um, uh, appreciated what you said about educated. Uh, a friend of mine talks about people who are quote degree snobs that they that they value people based on just that certificate, that that degree on the wall, and not who they are, and not did they learn something or not. And um, I'm in the more self-taught camp. And uh, it can be interesting how people will try to label you and short shortcut. And it is handy to have that information. I can see why it's tempting to people rather than hearing that in my 30-year career I did these things just to say, oh, but what's the degree? Um, but, it's, but it doesn't get at who the person is. And you talked several times already about who are we really uh, mm-hmm. which is the whole idea of the label thing. And I'm, I really need to think more about that. Who am I really? Who do I want to be? Who do we all want to be, which you've talked about? So, well, I think it's a really I, exciting thing because it, it boosts when you're closer to who you really are. And I think we all know at some level what that is. It really boosts your energy. People get a lot more energy, right? Yes, it's a good point. And I think working in a corporation, which I know you do, uh, probably harder to be that I, I I'm not sure if I'm saying the right thing if I'm just being prejudiced here mm-hmm. 
Well, I, I, I read an article recently. It was really good about um, people who in the business world or at, in the work world will pretend to be someone entirely different than who they are because they're trying to survive in that culture and they're trying to imitate or parrot what other people are saying and use the latest trendy terms that may not even mean anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I thought that was fascinating because I've seen a lot of people do that and I try to be more genuine, which then some people look at me like I, I don't understand what's happening. And it's like I do understand what's happening. I'm just not being a parrot. Um, so which goes back to what you were saying. Who are we? What is the opportunity before us to examine ourselves and become different collectively and individually? Yeah, and I, I want to throw in a, a kind of what amuses me. Uh, Russell Brand, who has been a real Dickens in his day, right? Yeah. And uh, so has Howard Stern, right? But mm, some, mm-hmm. some of these people, because they're such characters, they're impossible as it is, right? But some of them are so interesting to, to listen to because they talk about what, how deluded they were, what jerks they were, or how they were caught up in this and that and had to emerge. And I kind of find that fascinating. It's part of the same picture, isn't it? Yes, Chris Matthews is, was that way. Yeah. yeah. And who's Chris Matthews? You have to tell me. So he's on MSNBC now. He's a he's a commentator. Uh, what did he do before? It was some sort of a fairly right wing. It wasn't on Fox News, but he was very mean and judgmental and very polarizing and very shock value kind of person. And he has since uh, had clarity, had a light bulb moment and said, wow, I was such a jerk and I was posing and now I'm trying to be real and be balanced and be reasonable in my um and and to really research before jumping to conclusions oh i like um, very yeah very interesting but i don't know about you but i suspect this is true for a lot of us that uh the people who have made that transition and are, are vociferous you're able to talk about it are the most inspiring people to me yes right yeah Phil Phil Donahue is another person. He wrote a biography, autobiography, and talked about how horrible he was at his first marriage, and he doesn't understand how his wife put up with him. And it wasn't until after the divorce, and he, for whatever reason, did a lot of soul-searching that he realized he was the opposite of who he wanted to be and who he really was inside and and has become an entirely different person. It was fascinating. Isn't that that wonderful? So that's part of being, so I don't know if the coronavirus is going to push uh, billions of people to become who they really are, but I think it might help a lot. Good. And I think it's going to, this is me doing uh, uh, projecting and visualization and, and interpretation of things that I perceive, but I really think there's a possibility that the world will change in a way that we just never imagined. Mm. That's so hopeful. It's felt so dismal the last, I don't know how many years, uh, as society gets more and more, it feels, more and more polarized, more and more reactionary, less and less balanced. It's exciting to see that you're seeing something, here that you're seeing something could go in a better direction. And especially well, and here's the other thing is the news. I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, I guess I did, oh, didn't I? Being aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing <laughs> The thing about it is, is the news media, which is darn well everywhere these days, tells us a lot of things that aren't necessarily true. So I'm always worried about the way my brain is being formed by all of this. 
But I think this huge breakdown through the coronavirus is allowing a lot of us to uh, not be corralled by stuff. That, you know, do you see what I'm saying? It's like beyond mm. all that. Like, I don't know what I believe. Go ahead. A kind of a freeing effect? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know it's disquieting, it's a little uncomfortable and all that sort of thing, but I do think we're beginning to see more of our potential, either that or a few of us are, but I have a feeling it's bigger than that, you know. Anyway, Sharon, I have to go, but I'm really grateful that you called in and you've really made the show uh, valuable and important and I hope you'll call again. Thank you. This is great. It's a wonderful opportunity to talk one-on-one or with with others uh, and and to hear what you're seeing and what the guides are seeing. It's just um, a blessing. Thank you. Thank you, and thanks for sharing your light with all of us. So this is Veronica Antwistle saying thank you so much for listening to Radiance by Design. And again, that Radiance by Design is a, a statement, isn't it? We can design how we radiate our real selves out into the world. So let's talk again next week, and much love to everyone. Good night. Good night.